0: Chantel. My name's is My name's I'm 23. There's, there isn't really a day that I forget that I've got a blood disorder. It's always something that's in the back of my mind.
1: You're listening to a Science Gallery London podcast. I'm Jessie.
2: And I'm Femi. This is the first in our series of podcasts, Blood, Life Uncut. And today we're asking, is sickle cell anemia a black disease?
0: That's whenever you're reading anything, that's always what comes up. It's a black disorder and I think that prevents um, it from moving forward as a blood disorder as a
2: whole. Just a second there, Chantel. Red blood cells are usually spongy and soft, allowing them to slip through the arteries and veins. But with sickle cell, they take on a rigid sickle shape and get stuck. Sickle cell sufferers will experience an intense pain known as a crisis. What is a crisis like?
0: Painful. It just hurts and it can hurt any part of your body. Um, I've had it in all my joints, my chest, my back.
2: When the pain can't be managed by regular painkillers, sickle cell sufferers are often hospitalised and put on morphine. For some patients, this is a regular occurrence, disrupting daily life and sometimes causing problems with social life and employment.
1: Chantal writes a blog for the Sickle Cell Society, called My Invisible Life, which talks about the hardships of living with a disease that no one else can see. We caught up with Heather Rawls, a clinical psychologist at Guy's Hospital, who provides psychological support to adults with blood disorders, and talks to them about some of the problems they face when communicating their pain to others.
3: For some of our patients, you know, they, they have commented before that they might feel like they, they're being labelled as, a, as an addict or, or somebody who is... Um, looking mm, for mm. Um, you know, pain medication for a reason mm. other than the fact that they are in genuine mm.
2: pain. Sickle cell disease mainly affects people of African, Caribbean, Middle Eastern, Eastern Mediterranean and Asian origin. In the UK, it's particularly common in people with an African or Caribbean family background. It's rare among the white community. Does this create a racial stigma around the disease? If
3: we're working with somebody who... Uh, might have had some unhelpful experiences in the hospital or on a ward mm. and um, they might say, you know, I, I feel mm. like I'm being treated differently, maybe mm. it's something to do with the colour of my skin. or mm. I, I know that, that people have commented about how they might be mm. on, on a ward and um, other patients' needs mm. might be attended to more mm. swiftly perhaps mm. and, and yet when they're asking for pain medication... Mm. Um, uh, they they might feel like they're not being taken as seriously.
0: I've heard stories of people that have grown up in, like, more whiter areas and they've gone to hospital and the hospital don't know how to deal with sickle cell. Um, they've had to rig up other hospitals to find out what it is. And there's been times when I've been on wards that... I've been an outlier, which is... Basically, you're a patient on a ward that you're not supposed to be on because there's not enough beds, um, which is another issue. Um, yes, yeah, so I've had to explain to my nurses on an outlier ward what sickle cell is and what they can do to help me.
1: In our research, we found that the sickle cell gene was not linked to skin colour, but was prevalent in countries with high levels of malaria. Individuals carrying just one copy of the sickle mutation were highly protected against the malarial parasite, which spends part of its life cycle in the red blood cell. We wanted to find out more, so we got in contact with David Rees, a consultant and professor of paediatric sickle cell disease at King's College Hospital, who's been helping out as a scientific advisor on the blood exhibition.
2: Still true, I think, but in many parts of Africa, malaria is the most important reason people die in childhood, and the most important reason you don't have children. And if you have something that protects you against malaria, even partially, then that has a very powerful effect on on um, the frequency of the gene in many generations. It's like if you have 100 people and they all get bitten by a mosquito with malaria, and if you had, none of those 100 people had sick, carried sickle, then you know, maybe 50 of them would die, whereas if all of them carried sickle, were sickle carriers, then maybe only 20 would die. So that difference is enough that over many generations means that sickle becomes more and more common. We should not
4: sort of propagate this, this thing that it's a black disease because it brings a lot of stigma and we should call it for what it is. It is a disease that affects people who originate from
2: malarial areas because it was nature's way of protecting against malaria. You're listening to the voice of Yamade Thomas, the NHS engagement lead for the Sickle Cell Society
4: and a black disease, because that is a question I get asked quite a lot when I go out and do um, awareness-raising talks. As much as it affects mainly people who come from Africa, the Caribbean, the Middle East, um, India, and the Mediterranean, it also affects white people. The, The screening program in the U.K., there's an NHS sickle cell and thalassemia screening program. Again, that's what I'm involved with them. And they are finding that one, approximately one in 500 babies who are born and classified as white, and that's in inverted commas, because after all, what is black as well? But one in 500 are being found to have the gene.
2: So sickle cell isn't a black disease. It's a disease linked geographically to regions heavily affected by malaria. But this label persists.
4: Whenever
0: you're reading anything, that's always what comes up. It's a black disorder. And I think that prevents... Um, it from moving forward as a blood disorder as a whole um, but the truth is it's not It's not a black disease, it affects everyone um, and as we're becoming a more multicultural society then it's going to affect more and more people of every, every single colour and every single race. I don't know, it's segregating it so that it's just a black thing but it's not and once we get over that then more people will understand and get to know what it is.
2: So it's not helpful to segregate it as a race issue. But what can we do to help?
0: I just want people not to write us off. We're capable, for the most part, when we're not in hospital, we're capable of doing things that anyone else can do. Something as simple as water. Um, that might be Because we can get dehydrated really easily and that might be all they need, it's just a glass of water. Just make sure that they know that you're there for
4: them. If they provide good services within the community, so that people don't get stressed, so that they get good housing, then they won't, you know, probably would have fewer crises, some of them, because stress and living conditions can trigger a crisis. So it's better to use preventative measures than to use curative measures, if you see know what I mean.
1: If you have thoughts or experiences relating to this conversation, we'd love to hear from you. Please tweet us at SciGalleryLon, hashtag Blood17.
2: To find out more about the blood season, visit london.sciencegallery.com forward slash blood.
1: And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast series to hear more. It's Blood, Life Uncut by Science Gallery London.